Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, October 16th. We are here in the Digital Scholarship Lab. Oh my goodness, I can hardly even wait to talk about all of these things that I wrote on my paper with my favorite people of all time. Of course, I'm talking about Martin Gallagher. Howdy doody. I'm talking about... Emron! Yay! He has the last name, but I don't remember it right now. <laughs> and our special guest for this wonderful podcast, Chelsea Stripling. Hey, everybody. She's here. We're all here. <laughs> Martin. Hello. Stop me before I do that again. Um, I didn't write anything on my paper again. Again, we're in the realms of we don't know what we're going to talk about, but it's all going to flow nice and smooth because I've got nothing written on my paper either. So We're so prepared. We are so prepared, just like the president on his debate stage, completely hey, prepared. Did I, wait, did I say 100%. that this is the shiny podcast? Shiny, shiny Things podcast, You right? missed that part. Yeah, I missed, missed it. Oh, that's yeah. a... Oh, I should... Like and if, again, if we want to talk about where the name shiny things comes from, in the DSL, we have lots of, of different gadgets and tools and things. And, and the number one thing we talk about is shiny things. If it's shiny, it draws certainly males, males who are attracted to shiny things. We're like magpies. Yeah, we're like magpies or barracuda or something like that. Have you ever seen a barracuda? I have, up close and on personal, under, underwater, yeah. We, there was one in Key West a long time ago we were filming. And it, it was a friendly one, apparently, from the dive crew, and it sits underneath the dive boat. Mm. And the thing's about six foot long with huge teeth kind of mm. protruding out. They're, they're, they're quite interesting. They want, they'll have a go. If, you, if you're actually um, um, free diving and, and spear fishing, they'll actually come and take your fish if you're not careful. So you've got to be I a little like careful. And they're attracted to shiny things. So whenever you see yes. barracuda, you start looking around, you have a watch shiny or anything like that. So... Uh, but they are quite ominous looking. I'm going to recommend that you don't listen to this podcast around Barracuda. Yeah, probably a good idea not to do that. <laughs> probably smart. Oh, geez. Chelsea, what's your favorite thing about the pandemic? Oh, my gosh. Favorite thing. <laughs> it has to be a positive favorite thing or like... Well, I mean, unless you like really morbid things. <laughs> no, I guess, right? Oh, man. I would say... Like, again, taking a positive spin on the whole negative experience, I think that it has given me a lot of time to think about my interests a mm. little bit. And I um, I was an owner of a few plants before the pandemic, but I have now have, like, an entire porch full of plants. And I'm, like, really into it, and I like it. So I, <laughs> thought, I thought you were going to say the plants didn't survive COVID. I thought they were all going <laughs> to wilt and die, unfortunately. No, thankfully, they are alive still, and a few of them are doing really well. So. I must admit that driving around uh, Melbourne and even Orlando and places like that, the, the neighborhoods look so pristine right now. Everybody has so much time that everything's painted, all the gardens are really nice. Uh, apart from the uh, essential workers, you can see the, the gardens are all a mess, paintings falling off because they're busy saving lives, hmm. is what a lot of people are out there doing. But uh, everybody else has, has spent time working on homes. You know, well, then maybe these people who are inessential should go and mow the yards of the people who are essential. I think that's a great idea. I'm I talking to you people with lawnmowers. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, well, that's great. I didn't even know you were a farmer. So, yeah, I know, know, right? Like a little mini, like... Um, What's the word? Uh, apartment farmer, I apartment guess. Apartment farmer. Although I have no plants that produce any food, so oh, <laughs> it's just, they're all to show. They're just flowery plants. Yeah, yeah a lot of uh, several cactus, but yeah. Oh. Please don't do what I did once when I when I was younger. I I, I got drunk one day and. Uh, 
I had a tropical fish tank and decided to name all of the fish with a marker pen on the outside of the tank. <laughs> and thinking that was stupid when I woke up in the morning, I found out that I'd done the same with my plants. I'd given them all every leaf a name and written it under the name, no. under the leaf and stuff. So. You know, that, that prob- they probably enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, maybe the, talking to them. The yeah. interaction. Yeah. Plants yeah. are like, oh, this yeah. is cool. We got poisonous <laughs> liquid on us. So it's marking a tongue. Ha ha ha! That's not even my name. Who wrote that? Why do we have this? Graf- Why are we being tended to by this graffiti artist? <laughs> I think a crazy thing as well is, our plants going to have anxiety when we all go back to work fully and, and things like that. My dog is getting that way. She's very prima donna. She's now Susie's home all day. But what's going to happen when she goes back to work? And do your plants miss all that attention? It's true. Mm. I feel like the answer would probably be yes. <laughs> I, I think so. There's a lot of studies out there. Yeah. You know. A lot of studies. I can't. Qu- I can't quote a single one of them, but there's a lot. <laughs> and, and how many plants have been the supports of a person after a bottle of wine and oh. something like that? It's like, you never talk to me anymore. <laughs> well, you know, I, there's a there's a really there's a really interesting uh, documentary called The Secret Life of Plants. Okay. And it talks Ooh. about some of the interesting properties of plants. For instance, um, trees take care of their young. Oh. You know, which know is that. they they're they're nurturing. I don't know. And have you ever seen a nurturing tree? Hey, no one. You never read the giving tree. Well, read, Come on, yeah, that's I, Shel Silverstein. That's what I was just thinking of the giving tree. <laughs> Emron, we have Enron. Enron. I haven't heard from you. I'm trying to say your name correctly because I keep wanting to say Enron, but that's not oh, no. right. Emron. It's not yeah. even spelled the same way. Yeah. So, that's, that's so tell us about your plant farming, whatever you've ever done like that. Um. Legal. Oh, man. What state are we in? (laughs) Hey, you know, you can grow. I I didn't know if Chelsea was talking about that. You can, you can, if you, I don't know. Can you? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know the rules. I just know that there is medical, uh, medical marijuana, I think is what we're talking about. But I've, I've seen there's places popping up. There's one in Palm Bay. There's one down in West Melbourne. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know if you could grow. Stuff I, if you I have think a prescription. it's still illegal to yeah, grow it yourself. So. It, it's still federal. <laughs> everything's federally illegal, isn't Correct. it? Correct. It's well, slightly right. statewide. It's okay. Right. Yeah. I, I do remember my brother once going on vacation, and uh, he decided to leave his marijuana plants with my mother, who didn't know what they were. She thought they were tomato plants. Oh, no. And just put them all in the front window of the house. So oh. people walking back like, <laughs> they got plenty of sunlight. Yeah. So yeah. They were great. People were looking, there's no tomatoes growing on these. <laughs> Your mom was talking to him. The plants were like, this is great. Yeah. I didn't even know my convoluted status. <laughs> so I don't know why we just went down that thing, but uh, went down that trail. But, uh, <laughs> but um, in, in uh, Ethiopia, um, have you experienced farming in Ethiopia? No, not really. Not even apartment farming like what Chelsea's doing? No, um, we just watered the plants in the morning. Yeah. Oh. So no, you didn't grow food either? You just uh, ornamental stuff? No. Yeah. That, that's same same I in mean, my house. I I, I remember we had mango tree in our Ooh. house. Oh nice! Uh, that's the only food uh, tree that we grew. That's great. I love. I ever since I I used to live on the beach for um uh, I don't know a few months and then behind the house was this beautiful mango tree that had the most delicious mangoes I've ever had in my life. And uh, the landlord came by, and I'm just like, oh, they're ready. Oh. <laughs> and the landlord tells, I'm going to go ahead and take some of those mangoes now. And he took all the lower ones. I was like, oh, oh man. Those are the sure. good ones. Yeah. He, he had, he had to, I know, because I had to, I mean, I'm tall. so I, can, ones. Yeah. <laughs> I could get tall ones. 
I had enough, but I was just like, this is such a buzzkill. So in, in your in-home, um, do you ever use those globes that they can fill with the water that they kind of feed the, the, the soil just very, as the soil needs it, it kind of sucks more of the moisture out? You ever use those? I know exactly what you're talking about, but no, I haven't. I have a couple of them on my Amazon wish list because I do have a couple of plants that I feel like would do well with them because it's like a real slow watering situation. Right. Um, and then I guess I've heard people using them like if you're going out of town for like a week, you can put them in your plants and it'll keep them watered. So I have them on my to buy list, but cool. I, I haven't tried them before. <laughs> you're going to neglect the plants. They like the they like being talked to. We were just establishing. I know that's it. Yeah. You still have to have somebody come by and like right. you know. The plants don't want it. a big gulp. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why I can never grow plants because I keep forgetting. I think I've got to water. I've got to water. You just water them. It's just flooded. It's just like a swamp. Like, yeah. yeah, overwatering. Yeah, it's be I, super calm. I have definitely done that many times. So, so in that documentary, back to going back to what I was talking about before, like uh, the the trees, they how they knew that they were taking care of the young is they put some sort of um i don't know like a some radioactive or a dye or something uh food into the main you know into a big the big tree mm -hmm. and then they um looked at it they they analyzed the plants that were all around and the plants that received that later were all the baby little saplings oh wow oh. so that was a very very interesting i was um it was it was amazing so they in a they took i mean there were other trees there were other adult trees around they're like no 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 we're gonna take care of our little children so so, so they don't grow little wicker basket cradles in the tree and the little, little trees are inside the well kind of the but they <laughs> they're very rustic they use the just the raw materials for that stuff right those things are made out of trees right yeah, so, you know, it's a little so, cannibalistic. So, maybe. I mean, <laughs> just use your imagination. That's a basket. Although I do, I do find trees amazing. I think the trees, they represent the environment. They represent everything. They're kind of there's like a storybook in a tree. If you look at the the branches and the leaves and the rings, it just tells you what the history of the world's been doing over, over the years and stuff. It's really right. interesting. It is cool. Right. Do trees talk back? <clears throat> and if they do, how do they do it? In movies, yeah. In movies, right? Oh, the ants, like in uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh Arum. Or from Avatar. <laughs> oh, from Avatar. That's right, right, right. I like the expression, if a tree fell in the woods, but anybody listen, I think if a tree fell in the woods, but anybody know it's been drinking. That's, that's just what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, it sounds like your plants would yeah. be. <laughs> Another movie with communicating plants is that movie, The Happening. Do you guys remember okay, that Okay, I remember one? that one, yeah. It's yeah, an M. Night that. Shyamalan movie. Ooh. <laughs> I know, right? So it's creepy, but no, it's um, Mark Wahlberg, I think, oh. and like Marky Zoe Deschanel Mark. or something. Yeah, and they um, they go on this like trip or something like that, and then they get stuck because all of the plants decided to release like neurotoxins that kill humans. Nice. And it was like oh. this concerted effort on the part of the plants to like get rid of us all. So you know, <laughs> y'all got to be careful. Yeah, right? it's coming. <laughs> oh man. Although I, if, if if some curious things of nature, if you ever look at babies up to the point where they can speak. All babies understand each other, just like the video on YouTube where those two babies were just chatting away at the uh, at the fridge there. That was really <laughs> yeah. funny. And it's the same with people who've been drinking. No matter what country they're from in the world, they, they blah, 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 and everybody understands what they're saying when they're drunk. 
It's just kind of a universal <laughs> language, isn't it? Right. Alcohol and babies. <laughs> Alcohol and babies. I like it. <laughs> Don't mix those two together. I'm still waiting for the Google Translate of alcohol and babies. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried using the Google Translator app? Because um, there's like a conversation feature to it. That, yeah. Oh, that I you use can, it if, oh, yeah. if you talk to someone that doesn't speak English and then, yeah. you know, they and you don't speak whatever language, that is hysterical because some translations just will never work, you know? So. <laughs> what, what's even funnier about that one is last summer we had all of our um, guests in from different countries and we had a, a group of students from Japan and China and things like that. And I was doing a presentation in front of the big screen. We had about 50 students sitting there. And I'm thinking, I'm really cool. I'm talking through this app and it's broadcasting out to them, chatting away for about five minutes in, in Mandarin. And one of the students looked at me and went, we're from Japan. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. We're probably all too polite. Yeah, oh, they really were. That's so so funny. <laughs> we're, so funny. <laughs> we're not going back there. That guy's crazy. <laughs> but I, I've used that many many times in the DSL with different people from different countries and stuff. And we, we've had a laugh because it's about eighty percent accurate. Some of the grammar's yeah, all over yeah. the place, but people and certainly a lot of the, as I say, the Chinese and Japanese students are very polite, but they giggle away when they hear something <laughs> yeah. that's just not quite right. Uh, Chelsea, you are an instructor. I am. You are yeah. a, a yeah. really good one too. Oh, I thank might you. Uh, what are some? What's a funny thing that's happened to you while you're teaching? Oh my gosh! Did I put um, you on the spot? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Only just because I'm trying to think of the best story oh. to share <laughs> out of my many um, <gasps> awkward or funny experiences. Oh gosh. Um, well, recently I did have. <laughs> A situation kind of similar to Martin's where I went into a <laughs> class and I like thought that I knew what I was talking about and I'm like reach, launching into my spiel on oh you can use the library to find these things that'll help you with your paper and blah 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 and um, the instructor wasn't in the class at the time so one of the students stopped me and was like um we're this isn't our assignment <laughs> like, they were like, we've never seen this before. We don't know what you're talking about. So that was um, that was fun. And that was like the last semester that that happened. So I clearly crossed my wires and I just like brought the wrong materials with me to that class. So that was that was interesting. What class did you, do you teach? So I teach a four credit class um, called COM 2012 on campus. So it's Research Sources and Systems. Oh, yeah, is the I title. took that class, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I do the library instruction side of things. So I will visit classes and do um, <clears throat> like library resource sessions. Or if an instructor wants me to talk specifically about like... Um, you know, types of information or how to understand your assignment or narrow your topic. Like those are all the kinds of things that I typically teach. So, Emron, have you had a, a hysterical experience in a classroom that you're willing to share? Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> right now we don't have classes, it's all online. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so let me tell you my online experience. Oh, right. Oh yeah, how is that going? So, <laughs> I think last week when I joined one of my class online, uh, the video was on, but I did not know, and I was... <laughs> I was you were dressed. <laughs> I was undressed. I was wearing uh, short. And stuff, yeah. Yeah. Like, my upper body was like all out on the camera oh. for like one minute till I knew I was shy. 
That has to happen so many times it's right now so with this online stuff. Yeah. I mean, you see the newscasters in his shorts and he's got a suit and tie <laughs> yeah. on. And like that. I, I mean, I experienced a similar thing to that, not so much on the online, but I was doing a film in uh, some travel filming down with the BBC crew down in Key West. And the presenter, quite a famous presenter in the UK, um, was filming away and literally he had the, the, the tie and all the neat dress and he's literally shorts and flip-flops down and <laughs> and it's that old golden average what's on screen is what's important everything else is irrelevant and and it was so funny there's like my experience of like he's really dressed up here and he's wearing shorts and flip-flops down yeah. he just kind of panned down and stuff back up again but yeah and, and you're seeing that more and more and more with with online and interruptive pets and kids and mm -hmm. the, sale, the sales of pants are going way down. Right. <laughs> I think there's been a big problem because a lot of parents and that have been furloughed and are at home and the kids are on doing the classwork online and the parents are wandering past with a bottle of whiskey and, um, and things like that. You see Parents are jerks, you know. <laughs> or the no pants thing. The no pants thing. Yeah. Right. What was that the, the one of the first items on eBay was a guy who's selling a tea kettle and in the reflection you could tell that he was naked. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? It's the worst. It, it really was. I don't know if he sold the tea kettle. And it's funny because I did, like, I was so anxious about making those Zoom mistakes in, yeah. like, mm -hmm. April and mm -hmm. May, and especially when we had, like, just started doing the work from home thing. So I was, like, overly vigilant. Like, anytime I did a, you know, video meeting, I would only turn on my video if I was sitting in front of the computer. Um, so I started using my um, webcam to take yoga classes. And during the pandemic time, they moved all the yoga classes online. So um, I had been so vigilant with all my meetings and classes and things like that. But apparently just like totally forgot that I'm using a webcam with yoga because it was a similar thing where I walked away <laughs> from the computer and I left the video on. And like I was like my husband and I were yelling back and forth, like not in a negative way, but just like communicating across the house back and forth. And like, there was a lot of other things happening. And like, we were clearly having this whole like personal conversation on the webcam. So that was great. So, it has happened to me. That, that was an episode on the Schitt's Creek uh, TV series that we watched yeah. this week. The same thing. I she's wandering around trying to do a, a podcast or whatever and she left the camera on and had this inappropriate conversation but yeah it, it's got to happen so many times right now it does the only thing i've had to happen in that regard is like um i was teaching uh, i was presenting to a bunch of students who are going to be teachers right mm -hmm. uh teaching assistant um thing and i had two cameras hooked up to the to the computer and one was a document camera and the other one was the one that i was speaking to mm -hmm. and i was thoroughly emoting and getting like yeah you know what i mean and getting super uh, animated for the just for the camera and it was on the other camera the whole time oh, <laughs> like, no. everyone's like this guy sucks <laughs> they're hearing your enthusiasm uh, oh, but not seeing it yeah he's like, why does he sound so out of breath right <laughs> just we're just looking at a document it's on a treadmill <laughs> i remember the newscaster recently that was uh, was sharing his screen in the podcast and um he didn't go full screen with a share screen he was just sharing his whole window but with a little screen and in the background was his browser history, which wasn't very pleasant. Oh, <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> and certain sites he was looking at that you really don't want to know. So, yeah. I, I, I was teaching uh, when I taught middle school, I was teaching. And one of the things that I would do, because I had a big computer lab, and uh, one of the things I would do is just to keep students on their toes is I would have, uh, I was using a special program to kind of take a snapshot of what the students are looking at. And it would just kind of, uh, you know, go through and rotate these pictures as as a 
as the class period went and I look over and I happen to see one. It's a full frontal naked lady. Well, not the full frontal, just the torso oh, no. half. And some, you know, you would think that that would get caught by the school filters and stuff. But it was a breast cancer site. And I was like, what? like, <laughs> I don't even know how to yell at you the right way. Like I was, <laughs> I was kind of new at the job at the time. We we had that yesterday. We were doing some. Uh, myself and Emron were doing some avatar development and looking at some skin. Uh, that setups and there's, there's an option where you can just drag a whole body skin over mm-hmm. um, and it adds all the really fine details in your skin and all kind of imperfections oh, cool. and things like that. But the one part about it is it takes a few minutes to kind of update that. But what it does when you've got a lady on there, it completely makes them completely naked. Oh, no. And, and it's on the screen and you can't shut it off. You can't do anything with it until it renders and then the clothes come back <laughs> on. I'm like... Just, just totally inappropriate when oh, you've got students so around you and this naked person on the screen. Like, what are you looking at over there? You're really like, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> this is my professional job. <laughs> yeah, they better not be doing screen capture as far as the university. We'll get oh completely inappropriate. What, what is that you're working on? Um, I don't know. Skin. We need to have a talk with you, Mr. Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. We're not sure. Your epidermis is showing. <laughs> Man. But it, it is interesting. It's interesting all of that kind of stuff and how it kind of goes through. And we, we mess up many, many times with different things. It's yeah. So true. Um, I used to put uh, a tape on my camera all back in the days. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I don't forget my camera. And do There's a lot of that. I've seen that with the Apple. Certainly with the Apple, you can't do that because the Apple Mac automatically adjusts for, for lighting and focus and things like that. And it actually damages the camera if you cover it up, oh. if, it's, if it's active. Yeah. So that's how they get you. Yeah, 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 it's constantly doing it. I think the other one that's interesting, I don't know if you guys are all guilty of this, when you're singing along in your car and you're, you're kind of nodding your head and singing away, and then you pull up next to somebody because it's a radio station you're listening to and they're singing along to the same thing and start giving you the thumbs up. I've never had that happen. Oh, I've had that I wish. Times, that yeah. would be so cool. That sounds like it only happens in musicals. No, no, I've had that a couple of times. That's such so, an yeah. awesome moment to have with a stranger. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. I think it depends it, on the song. It isn't if you're doing YMCA or something <laughs> like true. that and it's a really cool car next year. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You know what I wanted? I want someone to develop a MIDI, like not necessarily MIDI, but like a set of triggers to make it sound like you have a drum set in your car. Like set up a series of buttons on your on your steering wheel so you can, boom, 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 you know, you could probably but, do that. Yeah, because I am forever drumming in my car. I have a, like the bass. I can play bass drum, but only with my left foot. Apparently, so. <laughs> you, you could probably set that up with like a, a like a little. Um, I'm trying to remember what it is now. The um, there's a little app that tracks all your finger movements and everything. Oh yeah, so yeah, I have that. Leap, the leap motion. The leap motion could probably do that. Oh, that's true. That's true. Hmm. Something to discover. Something to invent. Gadgety things, shiny stuff. That's yeah, exactly. our favorite stuff. It doesn't sound that shiny yet. It's still in the rough. I, I, to be honest, though, like I said, I, shiny things for me. I remember coming in the library once, and Kristen had just got some piece of equipment, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what it was, and I wasn't expecting it, and anything like that. I was literally just riding my Segway into the into the library, and I, my eyes glint this shiny thing on the thing, and it was like an immediate 90 degrees and straight, what's that, what's that, what do you do, what do you do? <laughs> and I just realized then how bad of an obsession of shiny things I have. I think that maybe you were in a past life of Barracuda. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you went to Key West, there's, there's Barracuda in Key West. I, I did swallow <laughs> steel ball burns when I was a child Whoa. and got x-rayed, and it looked like I'd been shot everywhere. Like, oh my wow. goodness. Have they passed? Yeah, they did, yeah. 
How, with a chink. How could, I was going to say, how could you tell? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> you don't have that sound effect on that's, your machine, That's the least of things I did when I was a child. I was crazy, so say no more funny. about that. That's like that is that's the scary thing I guess about being a parent and having kids. I don't have kids yet, and my brother has um, my nephew who just turned seven actually last weekend. So I went to his birthday party and saw him. But uh, my brother was telling me that they had a scare with him because he almost ate these tiny little powerful magnets because it oh, has right. some kind yeah, of I've toy, before, yeah, with yeah, these like yeah. tiny magnets, and he almost ate them. And my brother had to explain to him how dangerous it was and how it could like literally rip a hole in your intestines and all this other stuff. So my nephew was telling me about it because he was like, "You can't eat these, Aunt Chelsea." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> like really?" And he's like, "You could die." <laughs> which is like really serious about it. And I was like, oh, thank you for telling me. He wasn't did you pick sl- him up and check. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he didn't slide him over to your plate, did he? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Just, just pick him up like- and check him against the metal door. Does he stick? <laughs> if he stays on the edge, eating too many. Well, they they <laughs> exactly. say you can eat one, but not two. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. It's the two thing, right? Because yeah. if you just have one, it'll pass through like a normal anything. But that's where, I mean, kids have been eating weird stuff forever so Talk up your nose, <laughs> stuff in your ears exactly yeah. one, one thing I, I go up the nose when my son was uh was young i think he's like two or something i was looking for my car keys and i couldn't find them anywhere until i went into the back room and i found them uh, he had stuck them in the uh, electrical outlet oh, oh no. wow yeah but oh, wow. Uh, it was only one of the sides so he yeah, didn't complete, got the other yeah. one yeah. Oh, so i was like goodness. oh my god i almost passed out that was crazy <laughs> Uh, that's scary that is crazy. as the expression yeah. says stupid is it's stupid does well he's young can you you know this is why i have a hard time being angry at a lot of people because i just imagine them to be children you know i'm like they don't mean it yeah. they're kids like for me to get mad at something make means uh, it's a it requires a lot of effort a lot more effort on my part i think than than anybody else's but i don't know if anyone had anyone has had that experience but at, at what point do people's mental capacity kind of degrade to the do sh- really stupid things as an, o- an adult where you're just really looking at them going really why would you do that oh well yeah. i mean it's fun <laughs> i have a friend he's <laughs> like well i'll do it it's either got to be you know benefit me in some way or funny those are the two requirements of doing anything honestly <laughs> for my friend <laughs> is it funny and 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 what will it do for me so how many how many other people in in our group here have been voted uh Dying doing something stupid. As, as I, <laughs> are we going to die doing something stupid? That's that's how I'm going to die. Probably. I hope. I don't know. I, can you imagine? Like if you. Oh, here's a question. If you died right now, and everyone went through your stuff, oh god, <laughs> would they be proud of you or not proud? Did you automatically clear your browser history? No. I know. <laughs> no, you just dropped dead. Uh, I don't know. I think people would be, for myself, I think they'd be okay. I've, I've been pretty open and honest with people, and I'm pretty transparent in my life. So mm-hmm. they'd think I'm pretty crazy. And what's the, they'd have fun actually going through all my toys and figuring out what's left from the play with and stuff. <laughs> right. that, that was my epitaph is I lived, I died, enjoy the toys. That's it. That's, that's, that's about it. That's pretty funny. good. I like that. <laughs> I, I think I would, be, uh, I, I would be okay if I it just evaporated. I, I wouldn't, you know, of course I would be dead. So, you know, hey, have fun with the browser history. There's all kinds of weird stuff in there. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. If you're gone, then yeah. oh well. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Emron? I'm not okay of dying right now because I'm young. Yeah. I have a lot to do, and 
I don't got a lot to show for people. So yeah, you want to have uh, something that that's a good. You know, there's an there's another. It's begging another question: is how do you know when you're fulfilled? You know, mm. like you're not fulfilled yet because you're probably you're young. You're going to school. It may be fulfilling, but it sounds like as though are you fulfilled? No, not yet. And I think I would know if I'm fulfilled. How would you know? Peace of mind, and then like settlement, like. You don't think about other stuff. You don't worry about stuff. Mm-hmm. You're good. You think about a bucket list. You, do you have a bucket list in today's society? We, we always have bucket lists in our age group. But, uh. Uh, I have a bucket list in my head, yeah. Yeah. You get in, you're getting through that? You've been able to achieve a lot of that? Yeah, I'm going the right direction, hopefully, yeah. That's good. good. Yeah. What about you, Chelsea? Oh, I know, to address the original question, I mean, I guess it would probably be all right. Like Emron said, I wouldn't want to be gone because there's still a lot of stuff that I want to do with my life. Um, but no, I mean, I think I would be relatively, like, peaceful about the idea, right? You know, I mean, I hope that people would miss me. <laughs> but I don't think I'd be embarrassed by what I left behind. Oh, that's you know? good. So that's good. Do you think you would care after you're dead, though, like... I mean, assuming you had, we're able assuming to, we are assuming able to care, yeah. Con- consciousness is is <laughs> existing in some other space. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what happens when I die. So I know I'm so. I curious. don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Well, there's only one way to find out. No I'm kidding. I, I mean, I, I, I've I've thought Awful. about this many times over the years, and I I, f- I felt when you think of I'm not a religious person at all. So mm. whether I believe there's a there's an afterlife, there's heaven, hell, all that kind of stuff, I don't really kind of feature that but obviously the universe is a a world of places that we just don't know about so but my thought process was that if there is somewhere you go after you die if there is another either an energy transfer or something like that then it seems that the only thing that anybody has as value are the memories that you take with you so it's Mm -hmm. kind of life should be more about establishing memories taking good memories that kind of stuff yeah but wouldn't that get in the way if you did i mean like wouldn't that get in the way of having new thoughts well, no, because your, your, your brain's bigger then. If you're a universal, you've got this whole yeah. universe of brain space, neurons all over the place. I don't know. But yeah, uh, maybe we plug into some like sense. We don't know. We, we don't die. know. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. kidding. <laughs> I'm so curious <laughs> to find out, everyone. <laughs> yeah. I've seen these movies, you know. <laughs> there might be a reason people don't want to come back because it's more fun over there. That's true. That's yeah, true. It can be. <clears throat> that that's that's true there's a there's a, a book written a little short story by this guy clifford simak who um it's um i forget what it's called a uh, huddling place i think or something like this uh he goes to jupiter and he's with his dog and all these they're trying to figure out why all these people would leave the dome because the dome is the protected area oh, right. and they when they leave they don't come back they're gone and so th- th- there's this big mystery of what's going on so he, everybody's gone, and now it's time his turn to go. And so he gets out there and finds out as he reaches the spot where he couldn't, you know, detect the people anymore on the on the devices when he was in the dome, that he all of a sudden was like, "Wow, this place is awesome! I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go back." So him and his dog, his dog turned into this. Oh, because they what they did is they they took their uh, consciousness and put it into this thing called an interloper which is like is super i don't know what it was it sounds like a, a some sort of strange robot or something like this so, so the consciousness was in this robot and they're like man this is great this everything's perfect and they never went back 
the mystery still stands. That's was this yeah. a sci-fi story? It was. Right? The, the whole book is, is a collection of, of sci-fi stories by this guy Clifford Simak. Fine, oh, cool. fine, fantastic. It's called uh, it's called Skirmish. Oh, it's okay. Re- really, really good. Really good. I like one with a, there was a Simon Pegg movie called Absolutely Everything, and uh, he was given the power to kind of almost like a godlike power, and his, his dog just kept barking all the time. <laughs> so he basically looks at his dog, like, "Dog, you can talk now." And the dog went, "Give me a bone. I want a bone. Give me a bone." He said, "You can talk now. What do you want?" He said, "I like bones." <laughs> so it's like, what are your dogs really thinking? What is life about? He's like, "I want a bone." <laughs> You know, you know, I was thinking like um, I, I have so I don't know what it's like to be uh, like dead or in a spirit form or whatever we call this, if that is even a thing. Like, but I thought that if it if it were to be, if there were something to happen, right? If there if there was in fact an afterlife, like I think the idea would be that you would carry on with your habits of thinking that you have now. So if you're like a miserable person when you're when you go, you know, when you pass, you're like, oh, now I'm dead. This sucks too. <laughs> you know? But like, if you had a good frame where everything is okay, that like, that you'd be like, oh, wow, neat. Look at that. I could walk through the wall. <laughs> Watch this. I'm going to, I'm going to tickle the cat. He's going to freak out. People are going to go crazy. Like the dog. I'm going to pretend that I'm barking. Oh, I scared the neighbors. <laughs> oh, right. I'm going to rearrange the mail. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I think I think that the like the only thing I can think of um, is that that would be it. Your habits of mind. Like I don't know if if it would matter if you remembered who anybody was, which sounds super crazy, right? Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you'd remember because you're uh, you don't have your brain anymore. Assuming that your meat is storing things for you right i mean that memories are in there somewhere and you can tell because you can scoop that section out and you'll you won't have a memory at all memory at all right, <laughs> so, right. so so i would assume that uh, if you don't have to have the body and the body is where the memories are contained then it would just maybe be the sort of uh you know just your thought process what naturally came to you you know like if you're like an instinctual yeah rather than I mean, so one it, question it, you've got there though is if um if depression and certain systems that were already proven are chemically related in mm-hmm. your brain if the brain is no longer there's no more chemicals right then would you have depression y- y- that? you know i think that you you may have the same approach to thinking, assuming that consciousness goes on, you right. have the uh, and and it, this concept of what thinking is is a kind of a kind of begs a question because just as memories are part of the thing that stays in the meat, right, and the brain that you can scoop out, you can also do that with probably thinking. I would assume as well, you know, because there's things that will, you know, make your make you think different. Like there's smart drugs and things like this that give you acts like ginkgo biloba help you <laughs> think and access those informations. That are inside the meat. Quicker. I mean, if, if the other question is, if you if you could be reincarnated, would you be a person? Would you be an animal? What would you What would you choose? Ooh. Oh, I know. I'm I mean, l- there's a whole psychology uh, of thought yeah. on that, right? But but yeah, but Jared, I was gonna say, um, what about this alternative, right, to that? Like, maybe you wouldn't have any kind of depression or psychological, um, you know. What are disorders, I guess, mm-hmm. is the word for that, right? Um, so you maybe wouldn't have that because those are 
um, consequences of being in this physical human form, mm. right? A physical like, need, yeah. Right, you're, you're, and you're like because to things, yeah, exactly. And like you were saying, because your brain is a physical part of your body, so like maybe this is just the crappy like consequences of like being on the mortal plane, right? Oh. And then maybe all of those things would disappear if we move on. Maybe the '60s and all the LSD and everything kind of put people in a, a temporary uh, trip to say, "Oh, that's what it's like," is it? Right. It could be. Maybe oh. that's why they felt so enlightened. Very interesting. <laughs> you know, almost like entire religion kind of stuff has right. come out of that. Totally. Which is kind of interesting. I mean, Ram yeah. Das. I don't know if you know who Ram Das is, but uh, Ram Das is this guy who, um, so. who through taking some chemicals, uh, ended up. He was a, a Harvard professor and ended up getting oh, yes, getting fired um, because of this LSD research that he was doing. It was back when it was legal. And uh, he had had so many people that had had, he had known so many people and had his own experiences where it, it evoked a, a uh, you know, like a religious sort of state, like it's more of a spiritual, everyone is connected kind of a kind of a vibe that he took um, in the, the book that he wrote uh, called Be Here Now, he takes the, that chemical to a guru in, in India, and the guru like blew his mind because, you know, first of all, uh, Ram, Ram Dass wasn't even Ram Dass there. He was a, Dr. Richard Alpert. But um, the, the guru said some things and, like, blew his mind, had this beautiful, happy moment because Ram Dass was like, I'm not going to bow before this guy because he's, you know, I'm not some religious guy. I'm a scientist. And then... <laughs> The guy said a few things. I don't want to wreck the story for you, but um, well, well, I can wreck a little bit. One of the things later is that the guru said, hey, Ram Dass, do you have any, or n- not Ram Dass necessarily, hey, do you have any of the medicine? Did you bring me the medicine? And he, he didn't even say anything to him. He's like, what are you talking about, like aspirin? He's like, no, 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 the, the yogi medicine. And so he ended up giving him, the story is, is that the legend has it that it was, a, it was enough LSD to put a horse on the moon. Oh, and, the, and the guru guy ate it and they just sat and talked the rest of the day. Nothing happened. It was the weirdest thing. And there's there's a lot more to the story, but but uh, from that experience, um, there's been a lot of people who ended up um, kind of partaking of of the, you know of that guru person. You know, people became interested. They were already pretty interested, anyways, because there was Paramahansa Yogananda from the what was that the 20s and 30s who had written a book called Autobiography of a Yogi and all these. You know. Oh, right. But, so there's a lot of Eastern influences that came in at that time. But it is curious that of all those Eastern influences that have come into culture, like if you look at hippie spirituality kind of stuff, it, it does have that sort of Eastern Indian kind of um, mysterious. Well, do, you think so, that's, do you think that's grown through this COVID uh, lockdowns and stuff, that people have had more time to sit and think and, and research more and experience more? Yes, yeah, I, I do think, think so. Yeah. I also think it's why we're having some, like, although the the protests and things like that, people have a minute to think about stuff, mm-hmm. you know? You know, while I know ever- as turbulent and kind of scary as all of this stuff has been over the past few months, I've found it to be kind of inspiring and even energizing because it's like something's really happening, you know what I mean? And I think it did have a lot to do with the fact that people didn't have as much to focus on and they could really see, like, this is wrong, right? And I want to do something about it. So I loved that. I thought it was a great consequence of all of this pandemic stuff. I mean, one of the questions I have is with all of this political kind of upheaval going on right now, how much of all of the separation and, 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 and kind of pushing people to different kind of levels, left, right, or in the middle, 
is being pushed and, and can we come back from that? Can we, what's it going to take to pull everybody back to the table and discuss and, and be civilized people again? Yeah. We need good role models. But I, yeah. I think that we may be too far in it. Emron, you're from, uh, you're from Ethiopia. What, what do you suggest? We need new ideas. Um, sorry, can you repeat the question? Go ahead. Yeah, just, just what, what do you think it takes? Because of the division of people now, really polarized because of things like Black Lives Matter and, and Antifa and white supremacy and all these kind of things are really separate. The country is, I love Trump, I don't love Trump. I love black people, I love white people, I love Jews. And it's all it, this separation that we fought for years to bring people together has, has been really pushed out this year. So what do we think is going to take to allow people to come back together and be a bit more um, accepting of other cultures and, and, and talk and come back and discuss things rather than argue things? I mean, we need to educate people. We got to tell them that the way they're doing things is not going to get them any good. And then tell them to love each other and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But like in that. Yeah. Um, in our country, we, st we still have polarization because of ethnicity. Mm -hmm. So our country is not a good example for this case. Oh, I wasn't necessarily yeah. talking okay, yeah. about your country in particular. I just thought that, you know, you would have different, you know, brain wirings and you might have a different idea. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen it's, it's certainly affected the way we think about teaching and, and passing information on that we've got to be a lot more careful and a lot more kind of hands off on certain subjects and certain things. And for me, I find that difficult. I find it difficult that we can't talk about something. We can't talk about something that could be an inflammatory subject, but talk about it with people who are willing to listen and discuss and, and not push one side or push the other. You know what I think it's going to take, Martin? I think it's going to take what we're, what's happening now, yep. honestly. Mm -hmm. I think it's because now everybody is just like, uh, I, I, we can't have that. People are more conscious, you know, mm -hmm. like the whole Black Lives Matter. I know the movement, we've talked about this in a whole bunch of, we've had a whole bunch of deep conversations about this, you know, in a, in a beautiful way that I have, I'm 48 years old and I've not had this deep of conversations until this, until this year. And I think it's, I think it's wonderful. I think it's really wonderful. I think this is like the pimple coming to a head and, you know, we're just right at the spot where we're ready to just to pop it. You know, hopefully uh, everybody will vote and yeah. that, that yeah. pop will happen. Woo! <laughs> I'm excited. I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to see a digital version of the talking stick. That you've got the stick, it's your turn to talk, yeah, everybody else shuts too. up. <laughs> and that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, we almost had yeah. that. Zoom works pretty good like that because you can turn... You can mute people. Mute That's people. True. You know, I, I, I think for the betterment of the entire world, um, I think I am absolutely glad that, uh, that, that Trump denied that, that um, debate. I, can't, I don't want to listen to that again, you know, because nothing is going to change. And I thought that the... You know, I, I mean, I, di I didn't watch both both sides. I did watch, you know, I watched one side and, and it was it was really great. Um, you know, I mean, I'll just say I, I watched the Biden side and, and he was um, what he was talking about real things. You know, he was talking yeah. about a bunch of it was so refreshing to have an adult sitting there talking about those things <laughs> instead of some, you know, grown, per, you know, person pretending to be a whatever that is uh, now seems to like QAnon. Yeah, well uh, you know that's the just a just a, a distractor i think it those is, things. yeah you know just a distractor it's not real yeah so, uh, and i oh go ahead sorry um so you're saying trump did not participate in the debate 
it. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't. He refused, he, he refused oh, to do it because yeah. they were going to do it because because Trump got COVID, right? So uh, I wouldn't want to be in the same room with him, you know, um, especially with that. So you know, they were going to do it on Zoom or something, and and then and so they would be separate. But you know, the thing about having that is that you can just turn someone mic off you can i thought it was mute. maybe that was the reason why he refused that opportunity was because he knew that they would then probably give them set times to speak and he wouldn't be able to talk over joe biden because that seemed to be his strategy in the first uh, one was just to like talk right over him so. that's bad it's bully tactics it's terrible. You know? i would yeah. just love to hear a president that doesn't have to say we this is the greatest this is the best this is the most wonderful the this is like Oh you know, I mean, I'm just waiting for him to say, I had the perfect and the, the greatest experience of COVID recovery in the world. And I was like, just. I thought he basically did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, he, he did. He, he did. did. It, but it doesn't benefit anybody but him to say it's the greatest because everybody can go to Google yeah. and fact check. But, but I, I'm going to say something that sounds crazy, but I think that there is um, a benefit to this madness for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think in some ways we're going to be immune to that sort of behavior um, and we're going to overcompensate in the kindness arena, I think, you know. Just I really not a bad overcompensation. <laughs> right. I think I think what I think this is going to end up I think that I don't know. Of course, I look at things like that. I always try to find the silver lining. I think it's important that we do that, but in this case I think it's particularly good because all of those people that are responding to the dog whistle calls are going to go oh wait a minute, that's not important anymore, yeah. you know? Now they yeah. can start thinking about actually getting along with people, you know? We, we've we we've hit that zit to the spot where now we can say, oh, yeah, you're a racist, we can tell, you know? We, we, you got that sticker on the back of your yeah. car or whatever, like, or something like this, you know? Like, it's a little bit more obvious, those things. And so okay. it opens up the converse, opens up the floor for, for conversation and hopefully productive conversation conversation about these things because it is okay to be wrong it is absolutely fine to be wrong about something to have the wrong idea what's not wrong what's not what it what isn't okay is when you know better right you and, know, you, and you push it, a it lie is, i mean know, the, yeah. the emphasis that we we've gone through this last four years now and we it's not just trump we've, we've allowed this with many politicians and many things that the truth isn't important anymore um, and we've lost that. The truth should be what stands forward. The see, truth sets you free. See, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I think right now that we are in the, under the impression that what these pundits in in the media have told us to think and it's acceptable, right? Most often, it doesn't affect us. You know, most often it doesn't affect us. We just get we get stuck in the we get stuck in the in the drama of it. You know, and and we think that that's real but what you know have you ever seen how people ask questions on like newspapers like is this the greatest thing that's ever happened <laughs> you know oh by the way the answer to those questions is always no or yeah. it can, it can well, always be no john and i were talking about this actually <laughs> it, it should always be no there was somebody who said this and uh so i think in the in you know, honestly, I do believe in the power of negative, uh, negative teachers, people who show you the wrong way. You know, there, remember when you were a kid and that bully came up and pushed you in the mud? You know that you're not going to do that anymore because of the bad time that you had. A bad you know? example. Yeah, bad examples are still examples. You um, know? I can give you guys a scientific kind of bend on this um, viewpoint, but um, 
this has come up a lot with librarians in my area, which is information literacy. So all of this, I mean, fake news has been an issue since 2016, right? Um, and before then as well. But it's really been culminating, and especially this past year, like Jared was saying with the like dog whistle type of information, it's that kind of stuff is designed to appeal to the emotion and to rile people up. And if you're not a critical information consumer, then you're falling for it, you know, and you're going to let yourself get to that emotional state. But we need to take a step back from information, right? And always critically evaluate things and also try to figure out there's actually a test, and if you Google it, you can get the questions to ask, but there is an evaluation test that you can use for information called the CRAAP test, <laughs> C-R-A-A-P, so you can figure out if it's CRAAP or not. And one of the evaluation um, points in that little test is um, whether or not there's any bias or if they're using inflammatory language, right, or if they're really trying to elicit an emotion or argue a point. And that's where, again, we have to be critical because there are some times where those kinds of approaches could be useful. But if we're looking for facts and real information, those kinds of emotional responses aren't what we need. And those are the things that are more tempting to go for. So it has been a challenge. And for my part, I've been trying, of course, to reinforce reinforce it with our students that I see because that's where I get to influence people but um, I mean it really is something that we need to think about for the whole country because the lack of information literacy <laughs> combined with people just going right for that like volatile sort of emotional thing is really important you know I have to say that is the one of the greatest things uh, <clears throat> you you are a true librarian <laughs> <laughs> listen to the crowd that's going wild <laughs> That was, that was so, so what is necessary to be heard yeah. right now. So the crap test, everyone, C-R-A-A-P. <laughs> it it reminds me, I think it was last year or the year before, we had one of the um, head librarians from the Washington um, Library and all the governmental um, library systems, and she was asking questions of what, what should the library be about? Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of one of my answers and one of a few other people's answers was that the government library or the government librarians should be the place that people go to to verify that it's real information. That they, they should be checking and double-checking this information and anything you get from their website or their links should be verified information because right now there's so much misinformation out there. And when people say, well, it's just Trump being Trump or just this, this politician being this politician, when you've got a politician that's got 75 million or 200 million people on his Twitter follower or something like that, words matter. It does and so much. To push a narrative yeah. that you know is completely false, even though everybody can check it, they just, well, the president must know better, so I'm going to assume what he says is true. And, right. and you see stupid things that people do and, and, and the way people act. I mean, these people that was going to go and kill the... Um, is it Massachusetts governor or something oh, like that? Michigan, Michigan, Michigan yeah. governor. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was riled up by all this post-election. Mm -hmm. This is going to be, and, and really, the narrative from the president there to his base has just destroyed the lives of fourteen people who decided it was a great idea to assassinate somebody. Right. You know I mean, that just that narrative has driven people who were who were, who were prone to that kind of well, riling. Yeah, I, I think I it's the. Agree. 
the identity. It's all identity politics these yeah. days. So like, it's hard to, th- I think this is why it's hard to be in, th- I think this is why there's so much division right now um, because there is a, a certain slice of the population. Um, well, I guess actually it's pro- probably a lot of the people. It's like a big, not a slice, it's like a chunk mm-hmm. of the population that identify with the information that they ho- that they um, resonate with. Right. It's right. it's not now when you have a debate, it's not a debate. Now you're basically telling them that their entire reason for existing is awful. And this is why there's such, you know, vehement arguments or people just like, Bleh! Yeah. you know, and, and totally freak out because it's assumed that you're calling them as a like they're you're telling them they're a bad person. And they're not, and yeah. it's just because they don't know how to debate, you well, know. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And also, too, I think they're conflating that idea of, oh, this information confirms what I already believe, so this must be true. Yeah. Right? Right. And you're yes. clearly right. on the other side of the issue, so you're wrong. Yeah. There is. It's called confirmation bias. Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a big thing that I think I'm seeing playing out a lot. Also, another bias or another uh, logical fallacy, but um, it's argumentum ad populum. So the idea of if everybody believes this, then it must be true. So that's happening, I think, a lot lately. That's a question with with, with YouTube. If it's watched three million times, does it become true? Right. Or or valuable just because a lot of people have watched it, right? Yeah. Interesting thing to think about. I think we're pretty much at the end of our thing. I think we should have a a very quick, last-minute quick sign-off from all of us. So, Chelsea, give us a little positive thought. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, well, thank you guys for having me. It was fun to have a little discussion. Um, Positive parting thought. Um, The fact that it's taken me a while to think of one isn't a good thing. That's the sound of silence. Yeah, no, but I guess, especially on the topic, you know, stay critical, stay aware, um, you know, don't get too um, pulled in by your own beliefs, right, and stay open to other ideas, and uh, use the crap test <laughs> to try to figure out if you're looking at reliable information. That's the, is this crap? You've got to think about yes. that in your head there. What about you, Enron? Well, my message is, like, keep hustling, get the money, and uh, Word. if you like fail, that. get back up. That's my message. I'll give my little one before we hand over to Jared to close out the show. And mine's very simple. As you get older, you learn things that are much easier than kind of complicated. So mine is enjoy life, don't sweat the small stuff, and don't be afraid to fart. (laughs) Yes. Are you farting now? Like, <laughs> All the time. Oh, <laughs> There's a haze. I thought you just had bad breath. Now no, I, I don't mumble in the DSL. I'm, I'm farting while I'm walking. That's what happens when you get old. <laughs> you know, I, I would say the, my last part of things is, is that kindness rules all. Beauty is, is in, the, in the kindness that you share with people. And um, one of the greatest things that um, I've ever, one of, the, one of the few great things that I've learned to do is when... I look at people, it's going to sound condescending, like they're children sometimes, but I only do, I only mean that in a good way. Cause like if there's a seven year old who's done something dumb, you don't like, you stupid.
stupid idiot and punch them in the face 14 times. No, you give them the care that they deserve. Oh, well, this is the reason why we don't stick our tongue on light sockets. <laughs> you know, and we treat them with kid gloves and we assume that, they, that they're going to know better. And we push, you know, I think we should take that care with each other, you know. Could you have told my dad that? Because he used to shove me on the, if I burnt my finger and put my hand back on it just to make sure I got the message. Oh, like, no. I mean, That's just because you couldn't <laughs> stop farting. <laughs> Well, that, what my bucket list, one of my last bucket lists, I've done everything on my bucket list, and the, the last one for me is to go to space. I want to go to outer space. So if I don't get a ride in a rocket, I'm, light, I'm lighting one of my farts. Let's see how high we can go. <laughs> At least try. At I least a um, couple of inches or something. What, wasn't there a flat earther that just rode a rocket? I don't know what it was powered with. But <laughs> yes, may, there was. Maybe, maybe it was a fart, and he didn't, he didn't make it, right? He, as well as not really understanding that the earth is round, he really didn't understand the concept concepts of gravity and, mm. and, and, and kinetic energy. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> on that, we'll just close out with science is important. Study, please, everyone. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining our fantastic Shining Things podcast. This is Jared Campbell with Martin, Bye. with Chelsea, hey. and everyone. And we make up the podcast this week called Shining Things. Thanks a lot, everybody. Peace. Peace out. Bye.